Have you tried to rebuild something but stopped the good work because of fear and discouragement? Well, don't worry, my friend, because today we're going to take a leaf out of Nehemiah's book and I'm going to teach you how to keep on that wall. Experiencing a small contained faith? Tired of settling for less? Well, this podcast is going to help you live out your faith in a spacious room. Because you were made for bigger things. Hello and welcome to today's Spacious Room episode. And today I want to talk about resolute resolve. Yes, this is what you need. If you're rebuilding something and you have stopped your work because of fear and discouragement, you need a resolute resolve. So apart from being knee-deep in essays um, over the past few weeks, and yes, I'm almost completed my um, theology degree so yay I'm so excited I've only got a few weeks left Um, but I'm in the throes of actually writing my next book too Um, so I flip my brain from essays to creative writing yes I know Um, I don't know how I do it it's it's just by the grace of God that um, I can do all this and I and I I'm in my sweet spot and I absolutely love it but while I'm doing that, I've actually been totally geeking out on the book of Nehemiah too because um, whether you've read the book of Nehemiah or not, I highly recommend it and keep going. It's one of them evergreen books where you just keep going back to it and it's not very long. It's not a very long book so you can really smash it out um, but that's not the idea. The idea is, is to get into the story and really take something from it and what I took from it was this resolute resolve after reading Nehemiah's story and every time you read it this is why I call it an evergreen book is every time you read Nehemiah something just highlights yeah he rebuilds the wall yeah he's you know we we know we we sort of know that because if you've if you've read the bible for a while you're like yeah that's Nehemiah he's the wall builder but he's so much more than that He is a guy who certainly has resolute resolve and he doesn't let fear and discouragement stop him from rebuilding something. Because this obsession, right, of Nehemiah, I'm reading it over and over again. It's evidential in my Bible because um, I've got multicolored highlighter, graffiti doodles, ink scribbling on every single page of Nehemiah's personal account of rebuilding the wall yes every single page however after reading his story it was Nehemiah's resolute resolve that I found renewed his dedication brought about a determination within me because sometimes I'm rebuilding something and I let fear and discouragement stop me from rebuilding Now, if you're unsure of the story of Nehemiah, you're going to find him in the Old Testament. And he is wedged between the book of Ezra and the book of Job. And he is a former cupbearer to King, I hope I get this right, Artaxerxes, 
Artaxerxes. It's there's different pronunciations of of the king, but we're going to go with that. <laughs> so Nehemiah decides he needs to quit his day job, which was cupbearing to the king. He was the cupbearer of the king, and he became a war builder. And as he sadly discovers that his people, they're in trouble because it's the result of Jerusalem's walls have actually gone to ruins. And the king, amazingly, I mean, this is a miracle in itself. The king, he has his personal cupbearer, which is Nehemiah. He actually grants Nehemiah permission to change his career path. Now, this is unheard of because a cupbearer to the king is he has to try the food and the drink to make sure that the king's not going to get poisoned. And you know what? Cupbearing status is, is pretty up there. It's pretty weighty. And the, the king really relies on his cupbearer. Um, but when Nehemiah finds out <clears throat> about the trouble that um, they're having, um, his people are having, he goes to the king and he, and he sort of, you know, pitches his plea and the king must really like Nehemiah because he he does grant him the permission. Um, and God places a secret plan in Nehemiah's heart in that moment so the Jews can start to rebuild this wall. And the king, amazingly, like gives him stuff and lets him do what he needs to do. And he's like, sure, you have my blessing, you go for it. And uh, it says in Nehemiah 2 verses 18 to 19, it says, and so... They began the good work. Our adversities lost no time. They lost no time either. When they heard of our plans, they mocked and ridiculed us. Hmm. Well, typically, have you noticed in your own life, when you're attempting to build something for God, the enemy will try to deliberately deconstruct your construction one calculated intimidation tactic at a time and as I read Nehemiah's resolute resolve I found as I was going through his story the enemy was using the same tactics and something I'm trying to rebuild in my own life and what I discovered was that if you ignore each one of the devil's ongoing threats then he'll try to lead you down a path that looks good on the surface level And it just looks fantastic and great. However, if you really dig deep down, just a little bit deeper underneath the surface, you'll uncover a tripwire. And the enemy's concealed this tripwire to cause you to fail and fall flat on your face, thus stopping the rebuild. For Nehemiah, it was going to take every ounce of his relentless resolve to resist such rubbish that was being sent his way and it kept his determination in rebuilding the wall. So Nehemiah recorded the tactics of Sambalat and it says, we know our enemy's intent was to intimidate us into stopping the work. So there's no flies on Nehemiah. He knew exactly why the intimidation tactics were coming. And they reasoned, these Jews will stop rebuilding out of fear and discouragement. Progress will grind to a halt. Well, Nehemiah was just no fool. 
and he was in the middle of a great work and his enemy's dogged determination to make him stop rebuilding was as ruthless as it was rigorous. But you know what? The thing I love about Nehemiah's servant leader heart is that rather than allow the bullies to dishearten him and scare him away, he dug deeper and he found a reservoir of resolute resolve. When they dug deeper into the intimidation tactics, he dug deeper into his resolute resolve. And it says, instead, so instead of being scared and fearful and hiding and shrinking back, it said, I, that's Nehemiah, renewed my dedication, strengthened my hands. Wow. Four words were sent to the intimidators. I renewed my dedication. Boom. Right there. Resolute resolve. Yes. And Nehemiah was saying, and that's what he's saying to us, and he's saying to them, you know, you, you think that scare tactics are, are going are gonna to stop the work of my rebuild because I'm going to be intimidated by them. But you know what? For what it's worth, it made me renew my dedication. And guess what? You did me a favour. You absolutely did me a favour because all your plans to take me out actually strengthened my hands for the rebuild. So what have you started to build? And then you've found that you've stopped the great work because of fear and discouragement. And the devil doesn't really give a hoot about your plans. He looks at your blueprints and he, and he couldn't care less what you're doing and, and when you're doing it and where you're doing it. Because he knows that all our proposals and all our systems, they're not worth the paper they're written on. Because you know what? It's the follow through in our actions. That's what he's scared of. He, you, we can talk up a great game, you know. Have you ever met those people where they just talk up a great game and I'm going to do and I'm going to do and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and I'm going to do and I'm going to do and then they never do anything? The enemy loves, he loves that. It's like, yeah, you go, oh, you just go for your plans. You've got A, B, D, C, D and E plans. You just go for your life. But if you don't take action, he's all good. It's, it's the ones who follow through. They're the ones he's like, okay, boys, we, we need to send some intimidation tactics right here. We need some fear. We need some discouragement. We need some, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll mix all that in. Because our enemy doesn't get rattled with good intentions. No. He perspires with our progress reports. You know, momentum and pace are what cause him to break out in a cold sweat because he knows resolute resolve brings God's breakthrough. And this is why the devil only sends in his bulldozers to take down walls when he sees we're progressing in the work God asked us to do. That's what was happening with Nehemiah. They were happy for him to go off and rebuild a wall. But when they saw the progression, they were like, Tobias and Sambalat were like, wait a minute, he's progressing. We need to do something. However, Nehemiah states in chapter 6, verse 15, it says, even with all that interference, the wall was soon finished. Oh, don't just love that. 
this is why I love Nehemiah. He's such, it just, it's brilliant. It is brilliant. Because when we decide to renew our dedication, to complete the work God has set before us, just like Nehemiah, it's then that our hands are strengthened for the task ahead. And perhaps we should view every interference, every intimidation, every scare tactic from the enemy that comes at us all the time as a sign that we're on the right path. Because he wouldn't do it otherwise. He wouldn't be bothered. If we were a we're going to do it people, he, he wouldn't care less. It doesn't inconvenience him. He only meddles in our affairs when we start to put boots on the ground and start to do something. Progress reports are just not what the enemy wants to look at. And once he sees that your resolute resolve has actually strengthened your hands for the work God has called you to do, you do that and and it's his schemes that's going to be in ruins, not what you rebuild, (laughs) it's the enemy's schemes. They're going to be ruined and torn down and done. And if you've renewed your dedication so it strengthens your hands, then your resolute resolve will complete the work God has asked you to do, my friend. For we have become his poetry. This is what it says in Ephesians 2 verse 10. We've become his poetry, God's poetry. A recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us. For we are joined to Jesus, the anointed one. Even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. Wow. So today, my friend, take a leaf out of Nehemiah's book. His story about rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem, it proves that the intimidation tactics can actually strengthen our hands and bring about a resolute resolve. And guess what? You get to build something amazing for God. And it doesn't matter how many intimidation tactics the enemy comes. It's going to strengthen your hands and it's going to bring about a resolute resolve. And I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. To catch all the latest from me, you can subscribe to my website, thebigvoiceonline.com or follow me on Instagram, Wendy J. Parker Writer. See you soon.